In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter who you are, the risen Lord suffered and died on a cross for you. Hello everyone, my podcast series is devoted to the Catholic faith. My goal is to reignite our faith. Please note, my podcast remains explicitly of my own experiences and opinions. However, any core belief or statement made regarding the Church comes solely from approved Church sources, such as the Catholic Church Catechism, etc. Now down to business. Today, this is going to be another one of my weekly rants, so if you feel like switching it off, now would be a good time. Um, Otherwise, hang in there for the ride. And my weekly rants are generally just a little bit of a rant or something that's on my mind that I wish to just share with everyone else. So where are we up to with this weekly rant? This weekly rant I'm going to call, You Can Be a Saint or Not. Just for a bit of um, a reflection for everyone to think about. Venerable Fulton Sheen once said, or words similar, these weren't his exact words, but this is what he was saying when he said it. We are living in a great time. Because it is extremely hard to be a Christian. I'll just let you think about that for a minute. We are living in a great time. And when he spoke this, this was back in the mid-50s and 60s. So this was back when they were having their sort of revolution of the 60s and things went a bit wild. Um, However, I think... His quote is just as important today as it was back then. And I'll re-irritate it for you again. We are living in a great time because it is extremely hard to be a Christian. That's something I really want you to reflect on if you haven't already yourself. Um, I think most of us will find ourselves in this predicament in this day and age. It is really hard to be a Christian. Now, when I say that, some of you might go, well, no, it's not. What is he talking about? But think about it realistically. Think about it really in-depthly. The way our society currently is, the way the world is, the world does wonders at drowning out the voice of God, does it not? I mean, just look at how bombarded our lives are with pleasure, entertainment, money, everything that has nothing to do with God. I mean, what are you planning now, right now, or tonight? Are you planning to jump onto Netflix and binge watch your favorite show for the next five, six hours? Because people do that all the time that's five six hours of your time you've just idled away on some meaningless show now i'm not taking away the importance of certain entertainment especially if it's innocent entertainment i'm all for that that's not what i'm saying but what i am saying is how easy it is to get bogged down into our worldly things And what we think is important or not so important doesn't really matter anymore because we are so bogged down with all this information overload that we don't really have time to even consider God's will in our life. 
We are seriously bombarded with worldly things. World news, apps, games, Google searches, subscription after subscription. Literally, information overload. And what do we do with all of this? Who knows? Because half the time, we don't even know what we're doing with all of it. We're just searching for the next thing. Searching for the next thing and just keeps on going. With all this information overload, we easily forget our duty to God. In a word, the world has succeeded in drowning out the voice of God. So yes, I do agree with that. In this day and age, it is still very hard to be a Christian. And on top of that, that makes it really exciting. Because the flip side of it being really hard to be a Christian is when you make the effort to put God first, imagine the glory you are bringing to his name. The fact that he died on a cross for us is no longer a distant memory, is no longer something that happened 2,000 years ago and doesn't represent or appeal to us in this day and age. Yes, 100% it still represents and appeals to us in this day and age because he died on a cross for all ages, not for... 2,000 years ago, but for all ages. So what can we do in our daily lives that makes us worthy of Christ's death on his cross for us? That makes us worthy of God's will in our lives? Here's another small example. Come Friday, generally the end of the week for a lot of people when it comes to work. What do you do on most Fridays? At the end of the day, are you planning to go out with friends? Planning to go for a social drink, social gathering, some dinner, planning to go watch a movie? There could be limitless things. However, are you one on a Friday to remember that every Friday is significantly important to the Christian faith because our blessed Lord died on a Friday on a cross. So do you do very small things such as not eat meat on every Friday? The church, however, doesn't put that burden on us anymore. The church asks us to abstain from meat on the Fridays of Lent. However, the Fridays of the rest of the year sort of becomes your own choice. Um, for me, I'm a Maronite Catholic, which basically means if I'm to stick to the tradition of my faith every Friday, except certain Fridays during certain celebrations, but every Friday is generally a, a day you abstain from me. Um, and do you know why we do this? It's nothing, it's nothing spectacular. It's not that important what you eat because remember our blessed lord did say it is not what goes in your mouth that is the issue so to speak it is what comes out that you will be judged upon it is what comes out of your mouth so it's what you say it's what you do um, however we abstain from meat simply to acknowledge and remember the suffering of our lord on the cross that's all that's all it is it's a small thing we do for the love of God. Nothing more to it. Something small we do to remind God how much we love him. On a Friday, we don't eat meat 
because that reminds us of his suffering and in turn reminds us of our duty to God. By not eating meat, we now remember, hold on a sec, Friday is not all about just going to work and then finishing up and then having drinks with friends and then just going a little bit silly because it's the end of the work week. No, it's not. There's more important things on Friday as well, such as remembering the suffering our, our Lord suffered for us. So on a Friday, do you abstain from meat? Or before you go out and do everything else you do, do you stop for maybe 15 minutes and meditate on the Holy Rosary? Just to offer 15 minutes of your time in prayer, in the presence of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to offer that prayer up to Christ. Or, maybe you don't have time between going to work, followed by the gym, then meeting friends. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Our, our lives can be taken up with so much that we forget our duties to God. You see, the world does its best at keeping us away from our ultimate goal in life by confusing us and bombarding us with so much information. Essentially, we should be working for the Lord and suffering for his sake in order that we may attain the joy of eternal life with him. After all, isn't that why he died on a cross for us? Was that not what it was all about? To redeem us in the sight of the Father? thus reinstating our claim to heaven? What's ironic is the world has drowned out the voice of God that well that people are walking around believing that all it takes to be numbered among the chosen people of God is to simply confess Jesus as Lord. Well, I don't think it's that simple, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to read to you from the Gospel of our Blessed Lord, from Matthew 15:8, and he says this, this people honour me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now I'm just going to read that again to you. This people honour me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Are you one of those? Do you honour God with your lips, but your heart is far from him? Let's use that as an example. Now, this example I'm guilty of too. Many of us are. Your friend has asked you to be his best man for this, for his wedding, for instance. A wedding where he will be receiving the Holy Sacrament of Matrimony in a church between himself and his fiancée. That is a sacrament, yeah? A sacrament of our most holy church, which means it is a gift from God. How do we repay him with this? Well, you're his best man, so you set up a bucks party, which is traditionally held by the male friends of the groom. Although you and many of them are Christian by name, you go to church sometimes. But your friend, he's getting married in a church, so he's doing all the right things, correct? So you go ahead and organize a bucks party to go a little bit wild. You go out the night before, into town, go to a club for a few drinks. Things get a bit silly. We start to drink a little too much. And then before you know it, We've all moved into a strip club. That's correct. I'm guilty of this when I was younger. Many of us are. You enter the strip club. There, you're just watching. You're not taking part in anything. You're having a few more drinks, watching women completely degrade and destroy their sense of dignity of their own human bodies by selling the idea of sex and sexualized behavior. 
But hey, it's okay, right? Because you're not doing anything wrong. You're not touching them. You're not cheating on anyone. So that can't be wrong, right? I mean, it's just for fun, right? It's just entertainment. That's what they all tell me. It's all just entertainment, right? We're not cheating on anyone. We're not doing anything wrong, right? Have a sense of humor, for goodness sake. Just a bit of fun. So that's my example. This, which many of us, including myself, are guilty of, is a classic example of how deluded and misguided we can be. On one hand, we are engaging in all kinds of vices of a night, and on the following morning, we enter the church and hear a mass. Do you see what point I'm making? When was it okay for us to go, as Catholics, be, com be completely emerged and immersed is the word I should be saying, into the vices of this world, such as um, sexual activity, over-drinking, just carrying on in general, all for the namesake of fun and entertainment. That's how we get away with it. It's just entertainment. We're not doing anything wrong. I'll leave that for you to consider whether you're doing anything wrong or whether you agree with me or not. But I can tell you right now, that if our Lord Jesus was still walking the earth with his disciples, do you think he'd be walking into a strip club and having a few drinks and saying, well, there's nothing wrong with this? And that's just one example. That's just one obvious example what I'm using. But there's many, many more. When we sit down and binge watch our favorite show on Netflix, what's the bet that show has nothing but sexual innuendos? Constant sexual innuendos. We think it's okay. We're not doing anything wrong. It's entertainment after all. Well, are we really not doing anything wrong? Are we really just there for entertainment? Anyway, just something to think about. Now, if I wasn't doing this podcast today, right? What would I be doing? Would I be sitting on my phone... Google searching something else again, or planning a holiday, or just talking rubbish with friends. I mean, you can't pray 24-7, right? Or can you? Think about it for a moment. You can't pray 24-7, right? Or can you? Why can't you? Why can't you pray 24-7? Why can't you turn your day into a day that glorifies God, no matter what it is you're doing? You can. It starts when you first wake up in the morning, when you thank God for giving you the gift of life. And in that small prayer, you offer your day to Christ our Lord. You offer your joys, sufferings, sacrifices, all that is you today. Your works, everything you will accomplish, everything you will not accomplish is offered to Christ. That makes your whole day a prayer. That makes your whole day a day to glorify God. Now, if that's the case, and that's the choice you make tomorrow morning, to offer your day, if you don't already, to our blessed Lord, in honour of his most 
Sacred Heart, in honour of the blood he shed on the cross for your soul? Then everything you do in that day is a prayer. Everything you do in that day brings glory to him. So that being the case, the next time you're out with your friends, are you going to walk into that club that you know on Friday nights has a bunch of girls in their lingerie serving drinks? and say, well, that's okay, it's just for fun and entertainment? Or are you going to stop and go, well, you know what, I've offered my day to God. That means I'm not going to walk in there today. I'm going to go across the road, I'm going to have a quiet drink with my friends, and then I'm going to head home when I'm done. I'm not going to overdrink, and I'm not going to play with the near occasion of sin. I'm not even going to give myself that option. Instead, I'm going to glorify God through my works. And when I walk past that person that I see there every day, sitting on that corner, who I know is doing it hard, I might actually walk over and give them a smile and even give them a little bit of money to help them for that day. It doesn't matter if they're full of crap, because I've heard people say that many a times. Oh, they're not homeless. They're homeless by choice. Oh, it's their drug habit or their mental health. Who cares what the problem is? The issue is in front of you. They are living a lot harder than you are. It is your duty to do something to ease that burden upon them. That's our duty. That's our duty as Christians. It's not to judge what they're doing. It's to love them. And if loving them is a simple smile to let them know they're still human and they have human dignity, that could mean the world to them. It's not always about throwing money at someone. Sometimes it's simple. It's a simple little gesture. Now, before I finish this rant, because I know you're probably sick of listening to me already, um, I'm really sorry for this rant, by the way, but it was just something I was thinking of. I'm going to leave you with a reflection of this rant. I want you not just to reflect, but also to do something for me. If you haven't recently read the parable of the sower, I want you to read the parable of the sower. It's in chapter 13 of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, paragraph 1 to 23. And decide what seed you are. And then decide what seed you should be. Or decide what seed Christ is calling you to be. And remember something. We must suffer and persevere in our faith, hope and charity. We must always be wide awake for the coming of Christ. Why? Because he asked us to be. And we must always rely on the most holy gifts he has provided to us through our most holy church. So go to church, receive the sacrament of penance, Go to Mass, receive the sacrament of the Most Holy Eucharist and continue fighting the good fight because our fight is not in vain because if our fight was in vain then our blessed Lord would not have come down to earth and died on a cross for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God bless and have a good day.